Hi, Katie. Hey, Golden. How is your day? It's good. Yeah? It's really hot today. I, it's, it's very hot. I had to check. <laughs> I think it's like 94. Yeah, it feels like I, um, I don't know if I've become a wimp now that I don't live in Las Vegas, but I feel like it's a hot Vegas day and I don't know how I feel about it. I know. How are you doing? I'm glad I'm inside. Glad I'm talking to you. <laughs> Me too. Well, here we are. Here um, we are. Episode two. Episode two. I'm, I'm pretty excited about this topic today because I feel like it's such a such an example of your and my careers in one. <laughs> I agree. I really, really think this is a true testament of splitting the difference, right? For sure. Yeah. So we are actually starting a series today called Imperfectly Perfect. And we are starting a conversation on beauty versus character or, you know, even just beauty makeup versus, you know, the more of like the theatrical character side of things. And how does that work? You know, sometimes it's, um, they definitely are two different, I feel like two different uh, camps in terms of how you do things, how you think about things and, you know, how you get the best results. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I agree. Like it's, um, definitely two different sides of the artistic brain um and in in the different sides of the brain we have dabbled on both sides so it's really cool to sit down and and talk to you because yeah I think you can relate with the character side of things as well as um I'm such a nerd for things I think it's a really cool conversation we can have yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, when we had talked on the last time we talked, it's funny because, you know, I was mentioning that what really kind of got me into really inspired by makeup was actually the character side. Mm-hmm. But I work more in beauty. So it's it really is like, I think what it does share is like the how meticulous you do have to be. And just in general, I think just as a makeup artist that wants to be excellent Mm -hmm. it's like really the it's all in the details yeah um so anyway but I I thought we could start by kind of starting with beauty because I think that's where a lot of people especially I think especially women Mm -hmm. um women that are in the makeup world you you start with yourself as maybe at a young age maybe not so young but you know you start with your own face so yeah um but yeah with beauty I think it's like you know generally when we think of beauty or even making something beautiful maybe not even makeup we are perfecting it right so Mm -hmm. we're taking you know when it does come to makeup we're evening skin tone we're you know adding a definition to kind of enhancing what is already there Mm -hmm. And then I think there's, you know, even further levels of that where you're taking it past what you see and almost like creating something completely new Mm -hmm. that is still like aesthetically pleasing. Like it's symmetrical. It's perfect. It's the angles are, you know, really precise. Um, 
so yeah, I mean, I, I like that. I mean, I think that that's what draws me probably to working in beauty makeup is because it is like, (laughs) you know, I, I very much kind of work left brain and right brain. I love like administration and management and all that kind of stuff. So for me, beauty kind of like, it does have an order to it. Mm-hmm. so there's you know the left side matches the right side it's you know so you mm-hmm. have that that part that I think kind of gets fulfilled when I when I'm able to do a beauty makeup um mm-hmm. wouldn't you like what would you say is kind of the the character side of of like that well, I think like I one of my favorite things about the beauty side of things is that you are enhancing what is is already there like the most beautiful makeups I find on the beauty end are when they're just truly enhancing what beauty is already there and elaborating on it and yeah um, I think it's it's almost the same with with character in a sense that you are taking this character that you've read off of a page and you're including a director's vision for a particular character and then you're going forth and enhancing that what is already there so it it might be as far as making someone like Leonardo DiCaprio not look like Leonardo DiCaprio so he is coming fully in a different space so your eyes trick to not even think about this actor who did Titanic and all the other things that he's done mm-hmm. that he he truly can be the essence of this new project that he's a part of and um I I, I love how our worlds can intertwine in that aspect because um I want to make things perfectly imperfect the majority of the time whereas verse like um, when I look at like red carpet stuff and I see a, a lip liner kind of askew, I'm like, Oh, you know, yeah. In, in a sense that I know that there's a, a, a level of perfection that you want there. Like the most, that some of the most beautiful things that come from the red carpet, like the red carpets are like me watching the Olympics. I feel like, I really feel like it's, <laughs> right. it's the playoffs, like the NBA yeah. playoffs because like, you, now up for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you really get to see the best of the best come to the forefront of beauty and, and as well as fashion. So um, when I see like a, a line or a lip that isn't really ever done on a particular person, sometimes it like, it can feel miserably or it can fill upward where it's like wow I never knew Mm -hmm. that nude lipstick would look so beautiful on that skin tone or you know how the artists choose to choose to play the products on um a particular person is is similar in my world where um I I'm envisioning my inspiration is coming from the words that I'm reading so um, I often think about the backstory of, of this person, you know, like, is this, is this somebody who works a nine to five job? So they're like, what level of makeup are they buying? Right. Are, like, are, are they using, you know, do they, where do they buy their makeup? Like, right. they, you know, it's like crazy. And, and what kind of person are they, you know, like somebody who may work, uh, um, a minimum wage job isn't caring about a perfect liner. They're carrying the product on and getting the product in their hands or yeah. a product that might mimic the popular brand that everyone else is seeking. You know, like I have to take those things into consideration when I'm applying them on a person because I want it to feel 
more human in the sense of like the like I'm going to an artist and I'm sitting in an artist chair. I'm I'm trying to reflect that this person is in their room. They've got wet and wild and in their hands. And what mm-hmm. would it look like by me applying this makeup on them so that it looks like they actually did it? it right. It's such a fun place to play and and because beauty does fall in the world of character, you know, beauty does fall on our screens. Um, and it's, it's great to see on that, um, that level of, of artistry, what comes forth to the, to the foregrounds like red carpet. Oh. Well, it's cool. And like, think, like based on what you, you know, what you share, it, it just makes me think of, you know, kind of the difference between, creating like an aspirational beauty makeup which would be like a red carpet Mm -hmm. and then more of like you know say if we were if I was working on let's say a you know a campaign for I don't know Quicksilver or some something that's more attainable Mm -hmm. you know it's not necessarily it's gonna be kind of that same thought process that like you just explained like okay this girl's a surfer like she would you know, she wouldn't have a full-blown wing liner on. Mm-hmm. Like, she would kind of, like, maybe she mix a little bit of her, you know, foundation in with her sunscreen. And what would the finish on her skin be? Like, mm-hmm. I love that thought process behind um, even even beauty. Like, it's, you know, even, even if it was red carpet, you really are taking the story into account. Like, I'm going to do Lena Dunham's makeup a lot differently than I would be doing you know, uh, Chrissy Teigen's makeup right. because of who they are as people. And, you know, what beauty is, it is really that, like you said, that that kind of perfect storm of a beauty and a character because we all kind of play a character in our own story. You know? Yeah, that's what. So as a makeup artist, being able to come in and say, like, this is this is their expression Mm-hmm. of beauty and I'm helping like I'm helping it to kind of come to life yeah so I think it's like taking taking those two things into account I mean if you think about it like every day you don't I think it I imagine that it would be rare that most women uh, you know start their day thinking you know today I'm gonna be Catwoman. I think like <laughs> there's a, a, a mood that is set you know that you reach for inspiration when you're you're getting ready every day when you pull out an outfit for the day when you pull out a palette for the day you know like Mm -hmm. um whether or not you're really into makeup or not like some days there might be quote-unquote lazier days where you just really want to smudge something on and get out the door because you don't want to leave bare face um yeah it's it's all part of I think just pulling inspiration out in in our day-to-day lives as well as 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 artists you know um and and women for sure we just we have the ability to reach into those bounds as as people who enjoy makeup we we can Mm -hmm. just really reach into those bounds to help create in an artistic way what we want to um give to the world for the day in in terms of makeup right yeah and I think like for you know but in both worlds both beauty and character worlds Mm -hmm. I think for me like the use of color and like my very specific choices in the use of color um, communicate something that you know can communicate something that I want to come across like if I want to you know I'm like I need to feel powerful today I need to feel like I got some victory today I'm gonna probably like wear 
a color like an orange lipstick or like a bright red or something like that Mm -hmm. and then you know like you said if I'm having a day where I'm just more maybe I'm more contemplative or maybe I'm not you know going anywhere or whatever it's probably maybe it's going to be softer and I think it's a great way to express were you know your emotions almost like through makeup yeah Um, absolutely and yeah and I think that's always been something that's really interested me in when watching films and watching tv is you know the use of color in wardrobe Mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know as a character like oh like that that's why you know that's why Olivia Pope is always in white Mm. is because you know so that has always been such a cool um, I wanted to ask you, um, do you watch makeup when you watch TV? Oh, I mean, to a, to a fault, to a point where you're like, I mean, I remember, like, I remember go, when I, Pirates of the Caribbean, the second one came out, mm-hmm. and I was like halfway through the movie, and I'm like, I don't know what's happening, because I am just watching the makeup. <laughs> like what is the actual plot like what is going on but yeah I I mean I definitely there I mean I'm sure you do the same exact thing where you kind of have to like snap yourself out of like looking at it and be like okay what's what's actually happening in this story right I I annoy myself with it like I I constantly like newscasters everyone I'm just like what made that okay what kind of foundation are they wearing what what do they do yeah Yeah. I go through it all um but yeah, it's it's such a it's such a fun game. I like to play with makeup because, um, because I'm such a fan of the craft that I I love that a newscaster is going to look completely different than um, right someone on HBO uh, in a in right. a series as opposed to uh, Oscar night. You know, there's so much. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's crazy yeah. how many different ways that makeup is used in especially in media obviously like that same person can have you know so many different personas I think yeah do you think there's such a thing as a perfect red lip um I think there is like one no Uh uh-huh one of the things like one of my one of my like what would you call it I guess just beliefs I guess when it comes to because you know you always deal with especially like when you start in the retail world you know everyone wants to find that perfect red lip and I always would say you know there would be a lot of women that maybe would you know would never be caught dead in red they're scared of red they you know and they would always say oh I can't pull that off and I'm like well you can I think there's a perfect red lip for every person yeah yeah. I don't think that there's one product that's like this is the holy grail of like red lipstick. Yeah. Um, but you know, and it takes I think it takes trial and error. It takes somebody like especially if you're like helping a client, it's like kind of understanding that, you know, kind of baby steps. Yeah. I would always tell people like, you know, tell people like contrary to what you'd think, actually going a little bit deeper with a red lip generally is it, it does it makes you feel not quite as insane yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you've never worn it but you know I I feel like I mean I feel like that about about makeup in general like I think that anyone can wear any look it's just modified and it kind of has to do with like how you 
you know, the confidence that you have. In yeah. I, I mean, that falls over into character, too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Mar- um, Dick Smith did a makeup of Marlon Brando, and Marlon Brando on set every day left to on lunch break to go eat at restaurants because he yeah. it was the only time that he felt like he could be a different person and feel confident walking around in a makeup that um enhance that you know like where oh wow um, that's cool yeah like where he in his normal life he felt like he could never go down the street and go to a restaurant but in this makeup he felt really confident that he could just like walk around get italian food and live his life and yeah um, you know like there's uh rick baker's talked about times where uh michael jackson would just call him up to put him in a makeup so he could go to the grocery store Stop it right now. <laughs> that is amazing. I love that. Yeah. You know. He's like, hey, can you do? <laughs> can you pop by real quick and make I mean that's but that is I that is that story to me is like the epitome of what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know, like you wanna you know, you're wearing this makeup or this color or whatever it is in like maybe a beauty sense, Mm -hmm. but then you, you know, it's almost like you kind of like become Mm -hmm. it a Mm -hmm. little bit. You're like, yeah, yeah, I like this red. Like I feel this way in this red. Mm -hmm. This makes me, you know, express this side of myself or, you know, of course, like for actors and in the industry that we're in, I mean, the, the relationship of, you know, the vanities, the hair, makeup, wardrobe, that you know that is a lot of times what really brings an actor into their character mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is that you know that collaboration of you know they're wearing a mustache or they're you know it could be even something as simple as you know intensifying their dark under eyes if they're playing a character that is you know, strung out of whoever, whatever you, <laughs> yeah, you know, whatever you are doing. And, the, and but... the opposing part of that is like <laughs> erasing those dark circles. So you feel like you <laughs> like, can take on, on <laughs> yeah, so you feel like, yeah, you can go take on the world as a, yeah. a, totally. a healthy looking human being. Yeah. yeah. It's so fun. It's such a fun world. We, that's really cool. Well, so I think like, a great way to kind of like last question would be how do you know how do you switch back and forth between beauty and character because you know I as we've I think kind of like unfolded just Mm -hmm. now they're different but they're not that different yeah right it's like it's kind of the same of it's like ending up at this kind of a similar destination but just taking two roads to get there two different ways So do you, like, as a, because you started in beauty, yeah. and then you definitely are more in the character world now, yeah. and creating stories, like, do you feel like it's easy for you to switch back and forth? Or do you kind of have to, like, you know, kind of write yourself and be like, okay, okay, get it? Okay, now I'm over here, and then now I'm doing this, like, and back and forth. Well, you know, I went to a makeup school, and uh to just enhance my character side and special effects side of my life Mm -hmm. and one thing I was told repetitively was that I needed to pick one and I hated that because 
I loved all of it. There was no way right. that I could in my mind just pick one. And um uh, a makeup artist we both know, John Stapleton, told me it was like you it's it that journey's gonna pick you. And Oh, I was that you took the literal <laughs> words out of my mouth because that's exactly what I thought when you said that. <laughs> yeah, it, and I really <laughs> think it does. Like it, it it really shows up for you and and it carves the lane for you. But um, I do find myself as time has gone on that it is um, less and less more, it's less and less easy for me to dive into all of the things because I also enjoy doing hair. So I definitely do Mm -hmm. have become less involved in hair. I've definitely become less involved in special effects. I've definitely, I would rather hire someone than Mm -hmm. have the space to create you know, to do special effects and mold and all that I, in my home, like I, I, it's just much, and then I get to employ somebody else and work. My team grows that way. Um, right. So for me, it's like now at this stage in my life, uh, definitely I find it harder to switch back and forth. How about you? I mean, it's you, like what you just said, just reminds me of, I think before I really like went to makeup school and all of that I read this book called the uh the powers the power and principles of vision Mm. and it was by Dr. Miles Monroe he's not alive anymore but he yeah but he it was really a book that kind of changed my life in terms of like really having a vision for my career and things like that and I will never forget like he there was this um this example in the book of light. Mm-hmm. So like light, you could turn on, you know, you flip a switch and a light will light up the room, mm-hmm. but focused light mm-hmm. can become like a laser that can cut glass. Mm-hmm. And so that mm-hmm. is what I kind of always, um, you know, my philosophy, I guess, in terms of, you know, being focused on makeup. I mean, obviously like makeup is a broad thing but versus saying okay I'm gonna do hair and I'm gonna do nails and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that and I think like it continues to you know you continue to like narrow the focus as you're in your career because you know at the beginning you don't know what you like or what you don't like or whatever but as you get you know further in your career you're like no this is this is who I am as an artist Mm -hmm. and this is the kind of jobs that I want to do and I want to be focused on this thing Mm -hmm. and you become you know necessary you know you you get a you get a signature like that is you know there's artists that I can look at a makeup and be like I know exactly who did that makeup yeah yeah because it's a way of you know expressing their artistry and whatever but so for me like that's where I think beauty kind of for me that's what beauty is because I've been doing beauty since I've been like five like so you know when it comes to being on a show that's beauty and character Mm -hmm. like I'm trained and I can do character and I you know you know we work together Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) you know I can do it but I definitely feel like I have a like PhD in beauty Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you know I maybe I'm like a senior in high school in character makeup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Yeah. I mean for for me there's definitely a I felt a huge difference from when I 
uh, it would be in a, in a meeting with directors and producers and I was being told what to do as opposed mm-hmm. to later in my career when they would be like, well, what do you think the character should look like? Right. <laughs> and, and that, that knowledge behind being a master of your craft, it, it really, it drives you every day. Don't you think? Right. Oh, for sure. I mean, I think that, you know, especially when you, you know, if you aspire to get to a certain level as a makeup artist, you know, people are expecting you to bring more than just the ability to put products on someone's face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and so I think with focus comes, like, expertise. Yeah. Like, I can say, like, okay, if I need this to be, a, like, I need a, a killer, you know, character development, um, I'm a director, I'm going to call this certain person because they, you know, they bring something to the table mm-hmm. that's not just, you know... You, you know, it's like the difference between um, a creator and like a technician. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Like somebody that's like bringing something, creating something, bring it to life versus like someone that like knows how to, you know, operate a machine. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, you want, you want the creator. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that this, this on it, it's funny, like the beauty of beauty and character is that they are very much like in, intertwined mm-hmm. and, you know, understanding like how to build the character and all of those little clues like really does inform I think beauty makeup yeah and then you know the opposite like I you know I think that when we've worked together it's it's almost taking like the you know the meticulousness of beauty Mm -hmm. and just flipping it on the other side when it does come to like creating freckles that look completely like god did them and you didn't yeah yeah (laughs) you know and like messing up the symmetry a little bit because that like you like we started this out is like it's imperfectly perfect like that is the flaws are actually what make it beautiful and not manufactured you know yeah i mean i i love that too and just as a, a aspect of life you know like being totally when you're striving for a career and you're an artist you getting comfortable and how imperfectly perfect things can be um for sure uh one thing that i i love having having had lavar burton in my chair is that he said to me sometimes you don't realize that you're failing up Mm, and so good. it's so good because like you don't you're you might be so involved in and wanting to this and being passionate about uh being an artist that you you rarely look up and realize oh wait I've been failing up at that point I thought it was a mistake like we talked about last episode about Mm -hmm. the things the moments that were embarrassing like you don't realize when those things are happening that you're actually going upwards in your career and so amazing and so dope and I'm so glad we were able to sit down and talk a little bit more about um how different but the same things can be with one another in our careers it's it's so cool I mean the only the way I'll end this is like sometimes it's not a setback but it's a setup yeah like you know like it's always kind of and that's a in makeup too you're like oh my gosh I just totally messed up I got mascara on her you know and it becomes something completely beautiful so (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah. Happy accidents like uh is that Bob Ross? <laughs> yes. Happy little accidents. Oh <laughs> thank you. I love it. Well thank you I so much. So enjoyed talking to you. I can't wait for the next one. Um and till next time. Till next time. Thanks, Katie. Okay, bye. Yeah.